Friendshiping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. We're sponsored by Overcast, an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. No exclusives, no premium content, no paywalls, just a great podcast app for everyone. Get it for free in the App Store. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This This is Friendshiping! And the theme this week is... Galentine's Day. Or not. (gasps) (laughs) Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Hello, Trin. Jen! I'm low energy today, so I'm trying to overcompensate by being really loud. Oh, be loud. Go for it. I'm loud ah! into the microphone. Ah! Um, I am also low energy today. Um, my partner came back from Canada last night. Nice. So uh, the reign of the Swamp Queen has ended. Temp- for now. She'll for be now. back. Oh, she yeah. went She went into, back into her cave for a little bit, but <laughs> she'll be back. She's hibernating. Right. She dug deep under the cold swamp mud. <laughs> Into her burrow, where she oh. shall stay until oh, spring. I'm picturing, uh, you know the game Candyland? Yes. Are you pick, do, are you familiar with one of the characters that's it's just like a melt, looks like a melted ice cream cone? Here. No. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to get a photo. That's basically Candyland characters. I had to throw away pizza boxes and so many LaCroix cans. This green. is what I'm picturing. I think his name is Gloppy. That's me. <laughs> that's Gloppy. Me. Gloppy. Uh, uh, here we are in the studio... Recording. What should we banter about? Jen, I saw Birds of Prey. Oh, shit. Yes. It was very good. Was it violent? Uh, It was pretty violent. Yeah, like violent violent or like Marvel violent? Yeah, like Marvel violent. I'd say it was bloodier than than Marvel. Um, And and it was about as violent as I personally would want to handle. Yeah. It wasn't like going to see a Saw movie. Right, (laughs) right. But it's like, oh, wow. Like, oh, that did. Oh, yeah. You did do that with that weapon. That is a leg. That's a leg over there, <laughs> you know. Um, but it was so good. Harley Quinn just, and, and again, obviously no spoilers, but she just truly unleashed the power of high femme. Ooh. You know, like like she had, like like everything she did had style to it. Yep. Like confetti and glitter and like, you know, Bright colored colors. And, and, yeah. yeah, I feel like Harley Quinn occupies that space really well. Yeah. The like high femme, swords, weapons, Pigtails, it's really girly good. violence. I feel like that's a that's a very interesting space. And it was a really beautiful um, portrayal of the spectrum of femininity. None of the lead women characters were feminine in the same way. Oh, that's very cool. Which is very very. It fun. wasn't like just copying and pasting strong female lead across the board. No, which is great. And Rosie Perez is in it, which is like insane. Um, also, I bought the soundtrack as I was walking out of the movie. That's awesome. <laughs> and I got it mostly because I was just like, this would be great load-in music for a friendshipping panel. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like there's this song. Oh, nice. It's, like, it's an all-girls party and no boys allowed. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, being non-binary, technically all-girls party doesn't like apply to me, but it does. It does. No boys allowed. Yeah. Plus I can it, go. Yeah. Boys to the side. Exactly. It was very, very good. Um, and then uh, uh, Huntress. Huntress. What? There's a character called the Huntress. Ooh, oh, yeah. I saw your tweets about this and I meant to ask because you just tweeted Huntress over and over and over again. So, <laughs> you know how like is there's when you're bi, it's like, is it 
life goals or is it wife goals? Oh, yeah. Like, do I want to be your best friend or do I want to have sex with you? Right. Like, I understand that dilemma. I Or do I want to be you? Yeah. Or do <laughs> I want to embody everything that you embody? So, do I idolize you or am I in love with you? Uh, Huntress, I don't know where she sits, but I did pin my bangs back every day since seeing the movie. Because I was like, I need her haircut. And then today I was like, you know what? I'm going to wash and dry my bangs, see how I feel about it. And I look way better with them Who down. plays Huntress? Uh, um, Mew. Uh, I'm looking at Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Hell yeah. Ramona Flowers plays her. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I love her. I want to be her. I want to marry her. Is there romance in the movie? Wow. I guess there must have been. At some point, it doesn't. It didn't matter if yeah. there, if there was kissing. I didn't care about it. If it was obviously forgettable, if there was kissing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it feels right. I do not recall if there was, there was kissing. There's like this. There's this very cute dynamics of a non-male friend group jokes made. Yeah. Like somebody tosses somebody a hair tie. Oh my god! Thank <laughs> God that bugged the shit out of me in Captain Marvel and in like every movie with Brie Larson. Okay, mm-hmm. I I love the movie. Uh, what's it called? With, um, mm, hold on, give me a second. It's uh, King Kong, Skull Island. Love that movie. It's totally ridiculous. <laughs> what a specific movie and to love. Brie Larson's in like it. Iron Man And too, she's literally on a helicopter where the doors of the helicopter are open. And she's got very long, like, like to her elbows hair. And she doesn't have it in a ponytail. And it's just whipping across. And, like, there's one scene where it whips across her face and then they don't show it. And I was like, in no world would someone with hair that long not have a hair tie in the jungle. Oh, yeah. The jungle in a helicopter. It's just like, just come on. Like, I, I, come on. I don't get it. Like, and I do, I do think that there are some characters. So Wonder Woman is a good example. I think Wonder Woman's hair should be down I, because I just, she's a goddess, you know? Yeah. Uh, so her hair will do whatever she wants it to or whatever. Like, characters that are semi-mystical or magical. I get like, it. Yeah, I can, I can get yeah, that. Yeah. But one of the things I really liked about Huntress is that something in her haircut is that she pulls her hair back and on one side because she uses arrows. I love that. That I makes know. total sense. I yeah. Know. Plus, it, what oh. really bothered me about Captain Marvel and the hair thing is oh, it takes place her. takes takes place in the '90s. There's so many good scrunchy options. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, butterfly clips. Like this could have been a real moment for. Uh, women and non-men that grew up in this era to yeah. be like, oh my God, butterfly exactly. clip. Ah. Missed opportunity. That is not, that is indeed not what happened. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was good. Um, I liked every part of it. Uh, I, and so here was something interesting. The movie, we're talking about Birds of Prey again because I can't get it out of my head, but the movie uh, actually had um, some scenes where there was implied potential like sexual danger, mm-hmm. but it was f- never from the perspective of, but isn't this sexy? I'm so glad to hear that. It's yeah. like a real danger without yes. being uh, explicit. Yes. It's like the sexual danger is realistic mm-hmm. without being explicit. And uh, not like doesn't have that little sexy spin on it. Yeah, it's like it definitely was like there were. So I, it, this is also a warning for everybody that like if you are triggered by things like this, you may want to Google it and figure out exactly when in the movie it is. There are two different points where like sexual violence is like, you know, on the horizon or whatever. But I and, I and there is a huge debate as to whether or not it even should be in movies. And uh, I, I think that if it if we ever have it in film to portray the reality of a non-male living in the world, you know, it should be with absolutely no hint of this is titillating. And that is what happened. And I thought that was really great. That is good. Yeah. Man, yeah, there's definitely some interesting commentary on if and how and when that should be included in, like, film and media. 
And one thing I liked about Westworld, the TV show, the HBO show in the beginning of the show, was they were making like a really interesting commentary on that and how we use that in video games and TV shows and how showing it uh, is... It, especially on like the like Game of Thrones is also popular at the same time. Yeah. But then Westworld totally shit all over its own point of view by then showing sexual violence. Great. Cool. It's like, okay, you had something here and then you just like, you just went back to where we've all always been. It's like if we treated sexual violence and sexual violation the way that we want to treat it in real life, which is as though you were eating somebody's arm, like just like so ridiculous and gross and bad and like nobody should do that. If you treat it like that, then I think that it's it's like then I almost said then it's, I guess, worthwhile for like world building. It, I, I don't know. Yeah. But, but you but here. you're saying at the very least at the very it has least, to meet that standard. Uh, I'm going to change the subject suddenly because I, I have a new topic, which is Jen. I have some updates from Trin's Craft Corner. Oh, shoot. A yeah. whole new corner to add to the podcast. So I'm starting my metalsmithing class tonight. And listen, this bullshit. So, so in the class, they're like, okay, this class is this many dollars. And I'm like, great, I pay this amount of dollars. And then I get an email. It's like, classes happening today. A metalsmithing kit required can be purchased on the first day of class. Bullshit. And they don't say what's in the metalsmithing kit. They don't say that you need to buy it when you sign up. Yeah, because like, what if you have some of this stuff? Yeah, uh, I probably do. <laughs> that is not cool. You got to be upfront about costs. They 100% did not. I'm bringing my own goggles. I'm BYOG. Hell yeah. Because they're not making me buy my own fucking goggles. Do you have any goggles, goggles I yeah, have? Yeah, you don't need more goggles. I got more gogs than I know what to do with. Are you gonna? How are you going to carry all your stuff? Are you going to wear a fanny pack? Uh, no, I'm going like to wear a utility belt. I'm going to wear my goggles to class, yes. probably. Yes. <laughs> um, that's, that's, uh, and oh shit, Jen, do you remember how? Um, <laughs> this is going to be a lot of backstory to catch the audience up on in like two sentences, but I'm going to do it. My parents went to Mexico for a week and a half to see Lizzo. And in that time, I know, <laughs> I know. And my uh, my brother and I told my brother, I was like, hey, do you want to teach me how to use dad's power tools while they can't stop us? And he said yes. <laughs> oh, man. While they can't stop us, man. It's like, you know, some teens throw parties when their parents are out of town. No, I learned how to build a plant stand that I designed three months ago. <laughs> and uh, and then we built it. So it's phase one of a plant stand. Let um, me see phase you. one. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to cover the bolts with trim and I'm going to like uh, redo the feet so that they look like kind of like the ends of golf clubs. And that looks it. really cool. Thanks. Uh, I learned how to use a drill press, a table saw, an orbital you are sander. You're so handy. When the revolution comes, we definitely need you on our team. Jen, literally when I learn these things, I think to myself. This will come in handy when, when it all goes down. With these hands, I could raise a barn. <laughs> And grow some young. <laughs> grow young. Really raise, know. raise my young. Your young, your younglings. Yeah. So that's everything. Jen, um, do you have any updates? Updates. Um, I have an update about an update, which is I got invited to be part of a board of a nonprofit. Just cool. Um, that's cool. What? Yeah. Uh, I'll tell. I'll tell you because it's not official yet, and I haven't been like formally invited. Like oh. I've been invited but not nominated. So, so how'd you get involved? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just someone on the board was like, "We really need someone with this skill set, and you are good at it." That's and so I was like, wonderful. "Okay." So yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. That's I'm excited cool. to. Uh, I'm trying to do the thing where I don't say yes to everything, but I really want to say yes to this one. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to get a good grasp of the time commitment. So far, it looks really doable. So maybe next week, I'll have an exciting update. I'm maybe excited. they'll change their mind about me. That uh, would be fun. They're going to be like, let's Google her for the first time. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> saw your Twitter. No, <laughs> sorry. I just I feel like uh, for your like particular set of skills, Liam Neeson style, they must know many things about you. Before. They even asked for my resume. And I was like, I need a resume. Wow. <laughs> so I know. I was like, what's that again? I don't, I, I like Google template. Um, it is not good practice to not have a resume in hand, by the way. Yeah. Do as I say and not as I do yeah. ever. Uh, but yeah, so that was an exciting, fun opportunity. I got to learn how to print it now. <laughs> I've used a printer in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Just have one of the interns do it. It's yeah. Fine. Should we do our question? We got a really good question. Timely, topical. Um, I think it's your turn to read. I'm throwing a Galentine's Day party, and I'm not sure if I should invite my assigned female at birth, she-they, non-binary friend. How can I do this without making them feel misgendered? All right. Two sentences. I love, I, so I like the short questions. Me too. It's a nice change of pace. Um, but, you know, we know very little about your relationship with this person, and we, all, we know even less about their relationship with their gender. So a lot of this is going to end up depending on, on you independently and, like, you know, thinking really hard about what you know about this person and, you know, uh, how they would feel when you say certain things. We are going to speculate wildly. That's my favorite thing to do. You, however, listeners, should probably think, but probably not speculate so much. You're yeah. going to do some information gathering. Yeah, you got to put on your analytical hat. You got to put on your goggles, like Trent. <laughs> your analytical goggles. <laughs> um, so I have a quick solve for this, but it doesn't actually answer the important question. Uh, but you could call it Palentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> instead of Galentine's Day. <laughs> that is a very decent, unless the invitations have already been printed. Totally. Or very, they're enormous good point. friends of Parks Spoken and- like a true logistics person. Thank you. Yeah. Um, or they are just enormous fans of Parks and Rec, yeah. which is where Galentine's Day, a celebration of female friendship, uh, originated. So, I mean, like, there are some, like, really basic other things that we can do. Like, don't put uteruses or penises or whatever in your decor. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, pussy hats. Yeah, no pussy Yeah, hats. don't do that. Because um, you're not really asking us, you're not just asking us, how do I do all these little things? You're asking us, how do I create a space that is safe, welcoming, where my friend doesn't have to spend all night correcting their gender? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, and, and I thought about this because, like, I'm, like, you know, dabbling in the in the gender spectrum as well. And there are, you know, we definitely advocate for women-only spaces. Those are important to have. And, but it doesn't sound like this is what it, what it is. It sounds like you're having a party for your friends of marginalized genders, right? Yeah, totally. Like, that should be the name of the party. A <laughs> <laughs> hoedown for friends of marginalized genders. Are you part of an underrepresented gender? Get in here. We'll have some fun. <laughs> we'll pal around. Um, yeah, like, I, I, I just, I guess one thing that is important to address is to look internally and make sure that you are not interpreting your friend's non-binariness as female light. Oh, man. Yeah. Because I, I would say. Like, like you're kind of like a girl. Right. You lean girl. You wear dresses. Yeah. Right. And uh, it's so easy to do that because you're getting messages all day long mm-hmm. about that exact that exact notion. Right. If your friend was and I mean this is like a complete hypothetical because this is not the case, but if your friend was assigned male at birth and non-binary, would you feel comfortable inviting them to your party because they would be a marginalized gender? I don't think there's a fast answer for this. And I don't know how you solve for that. Well, I guess I do. Like, it's so, the way that you solve for that internal, like, I'm lumping in nine binary as female light. Like, fucking fix that. Yeah, work on that. Yeah, work, yeah, on, work on that privately on your own time. And There's, if that's the case, then maybe definitely don't invite them. Yeah, that's a good point. Because what if you mistreat them all night? Yeah. Even if you're being, like, 
This is hard, right? Because you want to be a good, welcoming friend, but there are so many things that you'll just never see. Yeah. And Valentine's Day slash Galentine's Day slash Palentine's Day is very female coded, you know, like pink and red and sparkles and sparkles. Yeah. And we don't think that you should have to lessen those things for this friend or for any reason, because like that's how you celebrate this day. I, I just feel like there's so many layers of confusion here. One is like, okay, well, do you accidentally think that your friend is female light? And then you have to think about, like, are the activities or or the decor going to make this person feel isolated and not involved? Yeah. What is this? How far does the theme of the party go? Right. Is it in name only? Is it? I mean, but what, when you show up at the party, like what what will be what messages will be communicated? Right. I mean, it may be more just a this is Valentine's Day for my single friends than it is really Galentine's Day. Like when your friend walks into the party, are they going to see all girls there and feel upset like if that is the case you have to tell them ahead of time what's going on yeah i I think it's going to be a conversation it has to be right if you can't have this conversation then i means don't invite them or don't have the party there's got to be something you can do to bring this up yeah if somebody were to invite me to a galentine's day party and i didn't know them well enough to know that they get me you know what i'm saying Yep. i might feel insulted by that you know i get it yeah i mean Like, I would want them to say, like, hey, so I'm having this Galentine's Day party. And, like, I get get you're non-binary, like, NBD. You know, I feel like you would feel comfortable in this group and, like, uh, that it's all people you know. I was just going to say, there's there's a lot of your friends, all of our mutual friends are going to be there. Of course, totally okay if you'd rather skip. Mm -hmm. But I felt like I had to invite you because we'd love to have you. Yeah. Like, making handicrafts and eating cupcakes and drinking champagne and watching romance movies, those are all fun things that are not reserved just for women. And it sucks because, like, it's almost kind of like you have to say that to your friend to be like, hey, I get it. It feels like a girl party, but really what we're having is, like, a good holiday celebration and no men, you yeah. know? Yeah. Because like, I think that's what you really mean. It's like, hey, I'm having a not, like, no boys allowed situation. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good way to go about it, right? Like, obviously, this asker knows their friend better than we do, and they know their dynamic and uh, how close they are and how comfortable this friend sharing their personal identity allowed. I think the first step is a conversation with your friend. And I think the second step is doing a quick mental check of the guest list. Yes. Because um, any friend of yours cannot be transphobic or biphobic or um, exclusionary, and that's that's period, end of sentence. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think that you would be friends with a non-binary person and then also be friends with, like, transphobes. I don't think so either. That but, doesn't seem to follow. But if you start widening the guest list with people you don't know very well, right. you kind of do need to, you know, like, if there's someone in your group, you just, you literally don't know their politics. Not that gender is political, but, you know. Yes. Yeah, you know what I'm getting at. You don't know their, like, ideology. Yeah, their ideology or how they see the world or um, if they've ever, ever even thought about this. You don't want to accidentally invite one of those one of those crappy people that like likes to debate debate like biology and gender and chromosomes and like get into it like that. That's not on the table. Okay, that's not. So I would say if the guest list is small and there are a lot of mutual friends involved, you should you can safely invite your friend or you can safely extend an invitation. I agree. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just think it's going to take maybe two more sentences than it would have taken if you were inviting a friend who identifies as a woman. Oh, yeah. Two more sentences. I think that's really well put. Like, um, hey, I want you to go to my girly party. And I get it. No, you're not a girl. You're not a girl. You're I know that. No girl. Acknowledge that. Yes. Uh, but, you know, you like glitter. Yeah. Come on over. Yeah. I mean, we're bringing, I'm going to have champagne and you like champagne. 
Yes. Right? Yeah, 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 like there is something for the, you at this party. And there's also like the implied, like if this is a, like a Valentine's Day theme party, like like activities are going to be girly. Yeah. You know, um, and like you, you should probably say it out loud, even though that is implied, like just because you, you don't want this person to feel like, oh, my gosh, I showed up and the party was for girls. Yes. yes. You know, and that's and that's so hard because it's like you have to draw this line between like we were saying, like enjoying champagne is not just for women. You know, enjoying romance uh, comedies, that's not just for women. But if you do all these things all in a row on the same day, it may feel gendered. Yeah, absolutely. Especially um, if they're having a particularly rough day. <laughs> like all, um, all the binary non-binary people I know are flooded with negative messages all day long about their identity. And everything in culture is already isolating them. So if you can remove one event from their calendar that is making them feel crappy... That would be good. Right, right. And there's the other side of this coin, that if you don't want to make any changes to what you're doing at your party and you uh, and you want it to be girly and you want to talk about girls and like ladies, ladies only, don't invite them. Yes, yes. I, and, that's, and that's absolutely a party you can have. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you're respecting them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't agree. think you're being exclusionary. I think you're uh, acknowledging their identity. Yeah. Um, and you might want to even give them an out when you invite them. Just be like, Hey, and, and if this makes you feel misgendered in any way, like, don't even bother coming. I just wanted to extend an invite to you because maybe you'll have fun. Yeah. You know, but yeah. like your feelings about your gender are way more important than you showing up to my dumb party. Absolutely. That's a great way to phrase it. And I would say it just as casually, but also just as seriously as that. Like, mean the words. Say them earnestly. And if you can't, then you don't get to have a party and you got to invite anyone and you got to <laughs> do some work. <laughs> You get to go live in a cave until you can behave properly. Yeah. I mean, you don't you obviously can't solve for every every potential bummer or uncomfortable feeling that this person will have at your event. But you can minimize them. Yes. And I think it's your job to do that as a friend and a host. Yeah. And making them feel safe to leave if they end up feeling a little overwhelmed by stuff. If there was ever a time not to give someone guilt trips for leaving. Right. This is the ultimate. <laughs> this is the one. Bachelor party, bachelorette parties. Um Valentine's Day, uh, wedding, wedding receptions. Those are very intense emotional events in great ways and in horrible ways. Absolutely. I like that you said in great ways, too. Yeah, because like I there's some weddings that I'm like, this is the most fun I've ever had. And sometimes <laughs> it's like, I'm going to I need some air, <laughs> you know? Yeah, definitely. Gosh, there are certain things you can say if some if your friend says, oh, hey, I'm heading out for the night. And someone's like, I'm going to leave. It's only 615. Oh, you got to go to bed. You got to feed your cat. You got to water your plants, nerd. You got to hang out with your snails. Oh, <laughs> turns so easy to roast. <laughs> but you could say something like, ah. Uh, that's not what we do here. Yeah. It is not it is not um it is not in the Galentine's Day spirit to poop on somebody's uh knowledge of what will make them the most happy. A hundred percent. And your words carry weight, you yeah. know? They really do. As a friend and a host and the organizer of this event, you do kind of set the tone. We're talking about weddings a lot, but this is what comes to mind. People were always like the piece of advice that was always given to me or what I read online was like, if the bride and groom are having fun, then the guests will have fun too. And I was like, this is so heterosexual. But you know what? It's right. If I, if I were stressed at my wedding, people would pick up on that. So if you are extremely stressed or having a, a difficult time, it's going to spread. You yeah. know, so go into this with a plan. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Having like a good couple of lines of like, leave my friend alone. If they want to leave, they can leave. I think is a good thing to have in your back pocket. I'm trying to think about like any like nice words that this listener can have going into this party. Like like say their friend is like I'm feeling 
gender weird. And yeah. then you can be like, hey, like, do whatever you want. Do you want to put on a backwards baseball cap? Will that make you feel better? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to, like, what would make... Like, I mean, I think using humor and honesty is, a t- is definitely a tactic. I'm um, also asking, is there anything I can do? Or do you need, is there something you need to step out? I just was Do you thinking, want some weed? <laughs> That's also part of it, too. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, okay, gen- okay, uh, okay, bisexual gender weirdo, you want to roll up your pants a little bit more? You want to put a, a, a leather jacket on top of your hoodie? You want to sit weird? You want to <laughs> yeah. sit on the counter? Do you want to cuff your pants? <laughs> it's just like, I love that shit. Do you want to sit weird? <laughs> <laughs> we don't usually advocate for calling your non-binary friends weird, but in this case, we they just sit weird. Okay, queer people don't know how to sit. In of general. course not. Oh my god, that was the other thing in Birds of Prey is there's a scene where they're all sitting down and none of them are sitting correctly. Oh, like, like sitting like quote normally. Like like one of them lounging, lounging. And, like one of them's got their like leg weird. And, like <laughs> so you know how like there's those videos of uh, Commander Riker and he just can't sit down correctly. Yeah, and just puts his leg over the chair. It's because he's a little gay. That's because uh, he is queer. That's amazing. And we all know this. It's canon. Um. Yeah. No. Don't do that. Don't. Yeah, don't bring out the stereotypes. <laughs> yeah. That's for me. That's not for you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You have to be extremely close to be joking about right, that. Right. And you shouldn't be the one making the jokes. Okay. okay. Anyway. Um. Another. We. You know. We're talking about like giving your friend two two or three sentences of explanation or heads up or yeah. let it, giving them an out. We also have to consider the possibility that your friend doesn't care. Oh yeah. Um. Because. We're going to assume they care because you wrote into us and asked for advice. But do be prepared for the possibility where your friend's like, yeah, okay, I know what, I know what Galentine's Day is. Yeah. 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 yeah like, you're, you're like, just because they're a non-binary doesn't mean that, they, um, that they're like not fully aware of what you're getting after here. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And it may be that they react that way. And then day of the party, they think, actually, whoa, I was wrong. I'm having Absolutely. gender feelings about this. Yeah. Be prepared for their feelings to change abruptly. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, be yeah. ready to go with it. I'm just thinking about gender now. Gender, it's all around us, ineffable. Jen, I just feel like we are amazing at this podcast and we don't have to try any harder than we are right now. I love not trying hard. Is there anything we didn't cover? Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Almost always. There is a vast ocean of things we didn't cover regarding this topic absolutely like it it could literally be that this entire 30 minutes of podcast or whatever does not apply to this situation whatsoever because gender is so vast and spectrumy and and people have so many feelings about it like we don't know really how the asker feels about their friend being non-binary. If they gave more of an indication of like, I support them and love them in their, you know, this gender, or if they said something like, oh, you know, it's, I, I don't know, I'm having a hard time, blah, blah, blah. I'm um, new at this. Right. Yeah. Like, like if, I, if I had heard any of that, like maybe my answer would change and there would definitely be things that we would, you know, touch on. Like if you weren't so enthusiastic about their gender and they know that. Then we may be... Then would would you, be like, they're probably aware of what you're thinking right now. Yeah. I still would say, like, you know, do the two sentence, like, yeah. extra or whatever. But also, if this is super new, like, if they came out, like, last week. Oh, yeah. Then maybe it's not the time to right. invite them. Maybe yeah. it's not the time to even play around with yeah, this. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. I don't know. Also, like, is the non-binary friend out period. So are they inviting this non-binary friend who, you know, is outwardly a woman and and you're saying like, okay, I see that you're comfortable acting this way. Like, do you want to do this here with us? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I guess this is me just trying to say, like, 
there's there's no way that we covered everything. Yeah, you're right. Totally right, as usual. Yeah, I mean, like, we haven't even talked about how comfortable they are sharing their pronouns. Yeah. And would they feel comfortable doing that around everyone in the party? Yeah. Do they know who's going to the party? I think that's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it may be, like, I have started stocking, um, except because I am... Uh, a recovering events manager. I've stocked um, name tags with pronoun space in my home so that if I have, you know, people over who don't know each other, like I would just much rather somebody have the ability to throw a sticker on themselves and like avoid a problem, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I mean, like that could be something that you do, but like. Yeah. So when I first read this question, I was like, I don't mind that it's devoid of context because it seems like they're really putting their friends' feelings first. Yeah, you're right. Because they centered it around how can I do this without making them feel misgendered? And I hope that's that's the case, right? Like, yeah. Because um, you, what you didn't say, you know, I always say it's also important what you didn't include in the question. You didn't say, like, I feel weird or I've never done this before or I'm nervous because I, I have a friend that can say some things that are offensive. So there's definitely, like, a whole seedy underbelly to this question that we don't know. And the first part of the question is, I'm not sure if I should invite my non-binary friend. Not, I want to invite my non-binary friend. How should I do it? Which which actually indicates to me, and maybe this is me just reading in because, like, I want to assume people will have really good intentions. So I feel like this is actually good intention because, like, I don't know if I should invite them if the invite in itself is misgendering. And that kind of means that you're thinking really hard about this Agreed. and you want to do this thoughtfully. Yeah, the positioning of this question gave me a lot of hope, too. It made me think, oh, you're acknowledging that you truly don't know and mm-hmm. that you're truly in the informa- information gathering phase. Yeah. And I think that's really worthwhile. Yeah. I mean, maybe the question should be like, hey... Do you want to come to my Valentine's Day party? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, like, honestly, I mean, right? Like, we uh, communication could really clear this up. Yeah. I'd and, like to invite you. You don't have to yeah, go. Do you, would you enjoy going? You don't have to answer right now. Right. But I'm having, um, I'm extending a formal invitation to everyone on Friday. Right. Do, I'll include you on the email, but you don't have to go. And I'm also, and I'm so open to you changing your feelings about this. Like, I know that this is not as straightforward uh, for you as it is for me. And I love you and I want you to be comfortable. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. And I also would say if an hour before the party, they're like, nah, that's 100% the time to be totally understanding. Yeah. That's not when you're like, well, why? Right. Or um, are you, do you have a doctor's note? Um, <laughs> why aren't you coming to the party? I don't like doing that shit with friends anyway, and especially right. in a sensitive topic like this. Right. I bought um, a baker's dozen vegan cupcakes. Yeah, and-, and you're the only vegan. No, that is not the time to do any guilt trips about yeah, attending. You got to treat this like a very casual, like the very casual event it is. Yeah. Like, don't go, don't go too far out of your way. Like, in that... Like, don't don't make the party dependent on their attendance. Right. The first thing I thought was like, what weird thing could a person do to like go out of their way to make somebody feel like comfortable? Like Like, if you're making individual fairy Valentine crowns for everyone and they don't show up. I went right to hats, too. Really? That's weird. I went to. But it was way dumber in my head, which was like, don't like make them a non-binary hat. (laughs) Don't make them the only person that has to wear the hat. (laughs) Don't make, like, everyone wear, like, pink Cupid wings, but they have to wear, like, blue. That actually... Oh, that's oh, so funny. To tell you the truth, if I, if I went to a Galentine's Day party where everyone was wearing pink wings, and I had the opportunity to have non-binary flag wings, I would actually love it. That's but, sweet. Yeah, because it's not necessarily a form of othering. It might be a form of celebration. Yes. So that's... And that's the other thing is, like, so it's hard for me to even, like, 
One, because nobody's gender is exactly the same and non-binary. It's not the third gender. It's just like, <laughs> right. you know, this umbrella took term. me a long time to unlearn that. Same. Big same. And I still am, you know, and there's a lot of like internalized like I, I um, again, like I, and I know I've talked about being non-binary a ton now. You feel like that, but I every time it comes up, it's so interesting and relevant. Thank Just you. Just so you know, you're not over speaking. I or, really appreciate you saying yeah, that. Yeah, you super are not. Because I like because it's again, it's like it's still really new for me. And like, and I've been doing the same thing with non-binary that I did with um, being bisexual. Was like oh man, I feel so attracted to men today. I must be straight and I'm living a lie. Or I just saw, oh, literally I saw birds of prey and I was like, I'm gay. I'm going to have to divorce my husband. <laughs> and then he came yeah. home and I was like, oh wait, no, I'm attracted to him. Oh yeah. Oh, that <laughs> guy. Cool, 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 cool. That tall dude. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes I feel that way about being non-binary. It's just like, well, did I just, is it just that I'm a girl who discovered pants or whatever, you know? Right. And like, and I think I'll be fighting that for many, many years, if not for the rest of my life. So, like, this is a question that speaks to, I think, the lived reality of people who are assigned female at birth, period. It's yeah. like, you know, like, well, where where do I fit in that spectrum? And, like, how do people, how are people viewing me? Like, like I even think to myself, like, am I still allowed? Am I allowed in, like, women's spaces? Do I want to go there? Like, I don't know. It is great that we are at this point in, you know, evolved gender discourse, because I'm not saying that the, that America is better about gender now or something like that, because it's not. The world is not better about gender. It's just that the discourse is better. It's more vibrant. Like, I, I, I feel like, you know, it, it's it, it's more visible. Um, I'm glad that we are able to talk about it. This is one of the questions that we're going to have to end up answering. It's just like questions about social media. It's like we don't have the clear and fast answer because this is actually very, very new to the discourse. Being non-binary is not new, but this level of us all talking about it feels newer to me. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally does. Obviously, being non-binary or not straight or bisexual, these are these are not new, fresh millennial concepts. Right. What is new is the conversation surrounding them and the level of awareness and Twitter. And apps. Yeah. And uh, dating apps. Yeah. <laughs> like the liberal bubble that I live in. Oh, yeah, me too. Is so down with all the gender. You yeah. Know? But if I went like, you know, 50 miles east. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Life would be very different. Yeah. I mean, what, what percent of the world is on Twitter? It's like 27 percent of the entire planet is on Twitter. Really? Yes. Very small. I would have thought. Isn't that scary? Sure doesn't feel that way. Man, what do people even really think? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, know, I, know. <laughs> I was talking to my therapist about this the other day. I was like, um, you know, according to Tumblr and Twitter, you know. Bernie's going to win. Bernie's going to win. But. <laughs> right, right. I fucking no. So, like, and I do this thing. Um, so, uh, you know how, like, you'll pull Twitter about, yeah. like, your haircut? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I only do it on private Twitter now because I realized I don't give a shit about everyone's opinions. I give a shit about like the maybe 10 people that follow me on private Twitter. Absolutely. Everybody thinks Bernie's going to win. So yeah, those 10 people, <laughs> those 10 yeah. people. And it's hard because like, I really trust those people. <laughs> right. I Like, like it's hard. Because but I the know you have the same information I do. Oh, exactly. It's maybe slightly more because um, some of my friends are more informed and better about this than I am. But not that much. No. Just like a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. Like the people that are smart and I trust the most all think this one thing. But there's there's like three of them. <laughs> this, on a, this thing, but uh, in a different context. Um, so Carlin has never, ever in her life recommended a show to me, like TV, movie, anything that I didn't love. Oh, and trusted. I yeah, trusted source. Now, 10 years into our friendship or whatever. 
I'm like, if she tells me to, to watch something, I'm going to watch it that fucking day. That's incredible. And and Carlin doesn't have more information than me about pop culture, but she does. I don't know how. Yeah, it's like a superpower. It is like a Absolutely. superpower. Anyway, I don't know if that was On the relevant. reverse of that is I have a couple friends that if they recommend me something, I'm like, I'm not I'm fucking watch gonna watch that. <laughs> No offense, Nadia. No offense to my husband, but you guys like way too many movies. Oh, God. Your friends that just like like movies cannot be trusted. Like, no, I'm not seeing that in the theater. I'm not seeing whatever the fuck that is, that action movie with. No, I'm not doing that. You know what I don't get? I don't get people who like movies. I don't. Me either. My husband's a. He'll watch not almost not any movie. Like he won't like like watch an absolute garbage waste of a movie, but he almost will. (laughs) It's incredible. Like I go to bed early weekends, weeknights, doesn't matter. I always go to bed first. And in the morning, you can be like, yeah, I watched that Michael Bay movie on Netflix. And I'll be like, you did what? Why? <laughs> Why? You're like, yeah, it was, it was fun. I was like, it was? Like, for me, that would be torture. It's so long. Movies are so long. Yeah, I am personally not someone that enjoys going to a movie theater. And there are so many people that are like, I love going to the movies. Popcorn, you get to chill. No. And I'm like, you do? I have to pee every 40 seconds. So the theater is pretty, pretty stressful for me. I don't like, so, okay, like, I am a subtitles person. Yep. Um, I, I don't, and I don't actually, I, I mean, I've never been medically tested, but I do know that I understand movies so much more with subtitles. Um, I'm so excited to see Birds of Prey with subtitles. I'm excited to see uh, what the actual plot was because I did not fully understand it. I'm not great at discerning plots. Right. It's funny because you studied English and I, I also studied writing, but uh, it's not my strength. Right, right. <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need you to spell this shit out Yeah, I need me. to see it a couple times before I decide. <laughs> right. Oh, God. Should we stop recording? How much? Yeah, I feel like we covered a lot. Uh, we covered a lot of ground in pop culture corner. Yes. We probably barely skimmed the surface on this gender question. Definitely. But we start, we, we talked about it. You know what's great about skimming the surface is that uh, if you make a mistake, it doesn't go that deep into the skin. Yeah, that's true. Man, <laughs> really well said. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Has this been friendshiping? I guess. I just feel sad wrapping it up because I'm having such a nice time. I'm having a nice you. time too. Uh, well, we can sit in here some more. Yeah, let's end the show and just sit in here for a <laughs> okay. while. Uh, this has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. If you'd like to follow any of us on Twitter, you can at do friendship at Trin and Tonic, at Jen Dangerous with two N's in Jen. If you have any questions, please email us your questions. Friendshipingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for designing. Thank you to Monica Verma, our agent for agenting. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing. Thank you to Alex Cox, our podfather and audio daddy, which once again, saving the day in the fucking studio. And thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. You friendship at the problem. I'm trying to be selective about the burps. You know, yeah. I always say pick your battles, pick yeah. your burps. <laughs>